here's the thing. It's not hoarding if it's collecting. There you go. And my mom you like collecting. hung on to everything. Like, oh. I have Slurpee cups. She was a collector. Well, she saved all the stuff for me. Welcome to Vintage Picking with Bad Madge. I am Tanya McAneer, and I'm your host for the Vintage Picking with Bad Madge podcast. And we're on our fifth episode. We're so excited to continue with our awesome podcast on vintage picking. And we always have a really cool guest. And this month, we have a fabulous guest, fabulous guest, Mr. Tim Parks. And Mr. Tim Parks is from Cult Pop Shop SD. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tanya. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. I'm great. I'm glad I'm fabulous. You are fabulous. You know. And Tim and I have known each other about 15 years, maybe, I want to say. Around there, yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And uh, Tim has worked at Bad Madge and is, tell a little bit about yourself, just a little snippet of your bio. Your Well, I always like to start with, I'm gay homosexual, <laughs> and that's why I'm fabulous. I don't know. You're a published author. I'm a published author. I am a freelance writer for 23 years now. I actually just finished my second novel. And when is it coming out? I always say look for it around the Jewish holidays because that gives me spring and winter. <laughs> so anytime in there. Anytime in between. So you're kind of still, in, are you in the edit? I'm editing. editing. Yeah. Yes. Which is always really fun. Oh my God, it's my favorite part. <laughs> let's let's tear that world apart that you created. Yes, exactly. No. So their first book was The Scheme of Things. Yes. And it's a... Fictional slash autobiographical type of... I like to call it faction. Faction. That's great. I remember you saying that. based on real things that happened to me, but the nice thing about fiction is you can either put it in perspective of something that you wish had happened, or you can ramp it up for the dramatic effect. And which makes it much more exciting. And again, I'm a gay homosexual. We like drama. Yes, yes. But just other people's, not our own. <laughs> so you can find your book. I always recommend people stop by the book catapult. You I, can order it. I love the book catapult. Yes, we I love them. that too. They're right in our neighborhood in South Park. Yes. Bad Match is located in South Park. And uh, Tim has worked in, in retail on and off for most of your life, right? Uh, most of my life, since I was 15 and a half. So I've had movie theater jobs. I worked at Video Library, which was the predecessor of Blockbuster. And then I worked at Blockbuster. Oh, of course you did. And let's see, what other fun things did I do? I worked in a restaurant as a busboy. That was my (laughs) first job. I didn't know you're supposed to wait till the people were done with their food before you take it. Oh, okay. Well, you learn that pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. When the people say, hey, stop that. Yes. Yes. So, before we get started with our full deep dive of our interview with Tim, we're going to do a little housekeeping, and uh, we're in, you know, July, and it's going to be Comic-Con is coming up. It's our big weekend in San Diego, and Comic-Con took a hiatus during pandemic, which was really a bummer, because Comic-Con brings a lot of economic stimulus to San Diego. It is a huge event. And I'm assuming that many of our listeners have either gone or know about it. If you don't, you're hiding under a rock. I have gone several times. It's overwhelming 
with people. So it's a little bit too much for me. If you're if you don't like crowds, it's probably not a good place to go. And or, or if you don't like people. <laughs> It is, uh, you know, many per- people refer to it as the nerd fest, but I think it's really fun to people watch if you can have a little space around you. But there's yeah. like, you know, the really heavy days on the weekend, it can be really crowded. And Comic-Con is all things, you know, comic, pop culture. And of course, Tim, we've invited Tim because he has his cult pop shop SD on Instagram and is an expert in all things trivia and pop culture. Um, so it's July 22nd and 23rd will be Comic-Con. I think they start on the Thursday, too. Mm -hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's the 20th through the 23rd. But we're having, in conjunction with Comic-Con, Bad Match is having Barbie-Con. Oh, yeah. Because the Barbie movie is coming out, (laughs) and I'm super excited about it. It looks a little dark, which I'm excited about. All about it. Yes. And, you know, Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie are two of my favorite actors. So I'm really excited about that. So we're going to decorate the store in BarbieCon, you know, uh, aesthetic. It'll be very pink. I was going to say hot pink. Hot pink. We've been storing all our hot pink. So come by if you're in San Diego and you want to see Bad Madge in the pink phase of (laughs) BarbieCon. And then we'll have some fun uh, brandy drinks for the adults and, you know, little snacks for the kiddies. So come by and see us on uh, July 22nd and 23rd for our BarbieCon event. And then uh, in August, for the first weekend in August, it's Tiki Oasis. And Bad Match has been transported into Tiki Land for the last month. And we had our Tiki party last month, and it was really successful and very fun. We have a lot of customers that love Tiki. So we're going to be doing a booth at Tiki Oasis again this year. It's held at the Town & Country Hotel. It's August 4th through the 6th. The marketplace is on the 5th and 6th, open to the public, free. You can just come in, you know, you can park at Fashion Valley, come across the bridge, and go into the town and country and walk around. You can go to the marketplace for free on Saturday and Sunday. If you want to go to any of the other events, you do have to get tickets. They have, you know, um, a drink demonstrations and um, slide presentations of different uh, genres. It's really fun, very entertaining. Um, So that's Tiki Oasis. You can easily Google them and get more information about tickets and going, and it's a lot of fun. It is. I went last... The last I two think, years. Yeah and, yeah, and we partner with our dear friend Jennifer Grace. Uh, Jen has an amazing collection here in San Diego, based in San Diego, and she does these beautiful caftans, so we partner with her. Our booth is shared with her. Um, so we'll be at the Town & Country Hotel on August 4th through the 6th. The 4th is a VIP, so you have to have tickets for that one. Mm-hmm. The 5th and 6th is open to the public free. VIP everywhere, I Yes, know. you are. Mm-hmm. So let's talk to Tim and get a little bit of um, pop culture trivia out of the way. So we have a question for you, Tim. All right. You ready? Sure. Okay, so we always do a uh, fun facts for vintage fanatics, is what we call them. And uh, thanks to Brian Cantrell, our producer, for coming up with a little question every month. And Brian's question this month is, what is the time period of the Silver Age of Comics? The Silver Age was during the 1960s. Okay, pretty damn good, Timmy Tim. Thank you. So the official answer is 1956 to the early 70s. So pretty much the 60s. You know, right in the middle. So you really got it. You hit it. Okay, high five to Tim. Give me a high five. High five. High five. Do you know what is the most valuable comic from the Silver Age? 
putting Tim on the spot here. Spider-Man number one. Oh, you're pretty dang close, man. Oh, man. It's actually Amazing Fantasy number 15. However, guess what? What? It is the first appearance of Spider-Man. Well, there you go. There you go. So Bam. you did it. Um, you got it, but just a but, little tweet on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Amazing Fantasy uh, number 15 came out on August 1962, and the record sale, do you want to have any guess on the record sale? 1.5 mil. Oh, a little low, Tim Tim. A hundred thousand. No, we're going to go higher. So, $3.6 million someone paid for an original Amazing Fantasy number 15, where it was the first appearance of Spider-Man. They are a minimum value of $13,000. Oh, just a mere drop in the bucket. <laughs> so if you are a collector, or maybe your great uncle Sal collected he, he might have. <laughs> comic books, and maybe it's hidden in the, you know, the rafters of your house or in the garage somewhere, dig through that box, and maybe you have one, and it could be worth $13,000, which, you know, could be a little bit of tuition sure. or help you buy it, put a down payment on a car. I, I would buy snacks. <laughs> I love snacks. <laughs> so, Tim, yeah. tell us a little bit about your pop culture um, beginnings. How you got into pop culture and... Well, I would have to say I credit a lot of it to my mom. Okay. My mom loved to go see sci-fi movies in the 50s. Okay. And my dad did not like to go. Oh. So she would go with his friend. Okay. There was nothing scandalous. Don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> so the very first movie I ever remember seeing, the first, and this is air quotes, scary movie I ever saw was called The Blob oh. with Steve McQueen. Wow. And we watched it, and as soon as it was over, I said, Mom, can we watch The Fudge Monster again? And that wasn't the not, name of it. No. But I thought he looked like Fudge. <laughs> You know, I was. Did they four. give you nightmares? No, no, no. I was. I think it's a I bit was, campy. It's campy, but I think I was predisposed to this is going to be something I'm going to like. Yes, because she instilled that in me. So all of that, you know, like the Universal movies, Frankenstein, Dracula, The Wolfman. Okay. And she didn't have like a cap on. No, you can't watch that because I was the youngest of five, so pretty much I had free reign. Oh wow! Like you can watch whatever you want. Just, okay. You know. All of that kind of thing. And I um, got into Godzilla movies because of my older brother. He was the first one who let me watch Night of the Living Dead when I was 10. Did that give you nightmares? That did give me nightmares. <laughs> and I still will have nightmares about that movie or Texas Those, are, those are not movies I watch. They're not in my, no, my wheelmace at all. Yeah, not a scary movie fan. I, I know. Are you still a scary movie fan? Oh, you know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, that's a good thing about being with Jeffrey Parrish. He gets a little shout-out, your he, partner. He does, and he has Obsidian SD, I believe, is the Instagram. Oh, so we're giving him a little Instagram. Oh, why yes. not? Yes. He's a very talented potterist, or ceramicist, as and I like all, to and say. And also an avid collector, too. At, well, yeah. In certain genres. Certain genres. He likes darker things. He, he sure does. Yes. But he and I, that was one of our bonding things, was horror movies. Oh, okay. And then Real Housewives, with it, which is just a different, whole different... different thing the, of pop the, culture. And horror. Yeah. <laughs> I, watch, I watch that stuff just to see what not to do in a social situation. There you go. It's educational. Yes, it is yes. educational. No, I So mean, when did you start collecting? Like I started you know, collecting actually about 30 years ago, and that was movie posters. Okay. So 
I still Did have... Did you put them up in your room, or...? Um, some of them, but I just... I started selling them because I have them in the same flattened refrigerator cardboard box that I've had since 1993. So I've been kind of... Wow, I did not know this. rid of some of them. Okay. I'm keeping the ones that... Well, they're probably valuable, but they kind of mean something to me. They you. mean okay. something to me, like the original Friday the 13th poster from 1980. And then when Return of the Jedi was coming out, oh, at first they called it Revenge of the Jedi. I remember. And then they George Lucas decided Jedis don't get revenge, so they had to change the name. So, do you have, have the Revenge of the I Jedi do have poster? The re- I do. Wow, I bet that's valuable. It is. What, what kind of value do you think that has? It's, um, I priced it one time, I think it was only like. 1200 or something. Okay. But, but still, that's It's nice priceless to me. Yes. Because teddy bears save the universe. Go Ewoks. <laughs> I didn't. You did say that. I did. Go Ewoks. Go Ewoks. So if you had to pick your favorite, t- top five favorite movies, what would be oh. on that? That's tough, isn't it? Ooh, that's a tough one. I will say Jaws. Probably number one. Okay, I I've love seen it. that. I watch it every summer. Yes. <laughs> Why yes. not? Don't go in the water. Uh, Star Wars, the original. Okay. And Aliens is always in there. The first one? Oh, no, the Aliens. This Aliens. I love that movie. I that's on my top five, too. Yes. Yes. And that's why I named my car, my car Ripley. Okay, I noticed that on your yes. license plate. She's very strong female. I you know, yeah. gain and gravitate towards that. The original so King three. Kong. Okay. It's a it's a tie between Wizard of Oz and Greece. Okay, so we'll, we'll say six. Yeah. Wizard of Oz, Greece. So you've got a, a like a real range of, of genres that you like. Oh yeah, I mean I'm pretty much a movie guy. It yeah. Just I don't sit there and say, oh I'm not going to watch this because it's a drama. I'll watch. Just want to if it speaks to me. Yeah, exactly. And with your Instagram uh, shop, the, what are some of the things that you tend to post or sell? Like what kind of things do you gravitate to sell? Um, well, this is the thing is. All of the things that I sell were mine when I was a kid or throughout the years. I've, you know, I did. Here's the thing it's not hoarding if it's collecting. There you go. And my mom. We like collecting. Hung on to everything. Like, I have Slurpee cups. She was a collector. Well, she saved all the stuff for me. It was all the things that were like in my bedroom or I had when I was a kid. So I have Slurpee cups. I have. A ton of comic books. Okay. Just, you know, I have my Star Wars toys. I actually sold the figures. Okay. And there's one that Was I that had. hard? Not, I mean, I'm not playing with them now. Okay. That we know about. <laughs> that I'll admit to on a public forum. Um, no, I had one figure. It was... I mean, it's just... I have these things sitting in a band's box. This is Star Wars on It's time top. to let go. Right, and one of them was, I didn't know. Like, I started looking stuff up. One of them was worth 350 bucks. Wow. So where do you look up? So sometimes we try to give a little bit of tip in our interview. Yeah. Like, I um, use eBay and Etsy. I yeah. tend to use eBay and Etsy. Yeah, eBay, and, Etsy. And I look at the, like, the sold listing. Is right. that how you do it? I do, and then also kind of gauge it by what people are selling things for. Okay. Because, yeah. you know, in my mind, everything is priceless. Sure. But you, you can't like, you can put a price on things. You kind of have to. Right? Yeah, I'll look it up on that or just a general internet search. You know, Google Lens has become a, a game changer for me. Oh, I use Google Lens a lot. Okay, 
That's a good one because it takes you to any of the places that people are selling. Um, It's just an easier way because maybe you don't necessarily know how to describe something and it just makes it a little easier. Um, Do you have an eBay uh, shop? I don't. I have Etsy. Etsy. So that also is called Pop. So it is. SD. Okay. Cold Pop Shop SD. So if you're looking for Tim and you want to follow him, go on Etsy or on Instagram. Exactly. Don't go on Grindr. I'm not on there. Okay. There you go. I'm (laughs) taken. And you like to travel, and you also have a little, I don't even think it's a side hustle anymore. It's, it's really kind of your full thing it's is my full dog time. sitting. Yes. And I have to admit that my dogs have an affinity for Tim. He spends a lot of time here when I'm traveling and taking care of my pups. Yes. So you're usually pretty much booked up at this point. Uh, like pretty much the only month I'm not booked is September. Okay. However, I'm going to Hawaii. Well, good for you. Yes. A little vacation. I need a vacation. Yes. Vacation from all the dog sitting and writing and all the other things. Everything. Turning the, the mind off for a little bit. That might Enjoying be a, some sun. And that the, might be a good thing to turn off the mind. I don't know if it's possible. We're going to give it a go. <laughs> You're going to give it a go. So what has been your sort of hardest thing to let go of for your um, collecting and selling? Do you have anything that you I, just kind of like went, oh, I wish I wouldn't have sold that? Or most things you're okay with? Actually, there was a really cool poster that I had for Jaws 2. Oh, okay. And it was... Blood red, oh. had the shark fin, and oh. says just when he thought it was safe to go back in the water. Oh. I love that poster, but I was like, uh, my Where thing is, it, right? well, and my thing is, if I'm not utilizing it, pass it along to somebody else who's going to appreciate it. Yeah, and love it. Yeah. yeah so that sure. was probably one of my hardest ones. I had the original Alien that okay. I sold through. You sold a bad match, yeah. Yes. And Tim's going to be bringing in some things for yes, Comic-Con. I am. And we're going to have our uh, Thursday night thing with Tim, so that's mm-hmm. always good. Look forward to it, people. Yeah. Well, it'll already have happened, so that's the yes. one. Yes. Look, look. Go yes. on our Instagram and you can look at it. Exactly. You can see his uh, a, collection. There you put go. Put a face to the voice. Yes. When you are out, do you go picking regularly? Are you are you just kind of like let's hit a thrift store? Do you um, like do you like garage sales? Where I, do you tend to find things? I usually like antique stores. Okay, you like antique stores. Okay, like when we're in Denver. You're recently in Denver. Yes. Okay. There's this one. It's a store called the Auditorium. Okay. And it's just everything, and talk about overwhelming. And it's odd. Auditorium. It's so very odd. Okay. Yes. So I, for instance, just wrote an article on the history of beefcake magazines, oh. as one tends to do wow, okay. when they're a seasoned homosexual. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I found <laughs> I found beefcake magazines. Oh wow! From like the fifties, oh, wow. and it was actually things that were started by um, people I wrote about okay. in the article. On the RageMonthly.com. So that's one of, that's one of the uh, yeah, like magazines that you write for? Or? Yeah, that's yeah. the one primarily that okay. I do since I'm so immersed in all the other book stuff. I don't have time. Well, no, I actually, there's a new one I took on called Pop Trash Museum. Okay. And so that's a little more all-encompassing of pop culture. So you're writing for them now? I am, like... Kind of sporadic. sporadically, yeah. okay. And you, what other magazines have you written for? Oh or, my God. Uh, uh, publications? Uh, I started with the Gay and Lesbian Times okay. in 2000, okay. And then I became a columnist for them in 2005, so I still have a column every month in okay. Rage Monthly called Hollywood, okay. Very appropriate. I and so you tend to yeah. focus on like movies, uh, and but you've done you mentioned before we started the podcast, yeah. how many interviews have you think you've done about. 
over 300 celebrity wow. interviews. Okay, so who are some of the celebrities you've interviewed? Well, the late great and Olivia Newton-John. Okay. And one of my favorite things from that oh, was that amazing. I told her, I said, I've been researching you my whole life. As a matter of fact, last night I watched Xanadu, and she said, I'm sorry. I like, <laughs> I like when people are in on a joke. Sorry. She is in on the joke. But I love that movie. It's so I, bad. It's so bad. It's good. Yes, it's so campy and so bad. Yeah. But the fashions and her, and I mean. the colors. Yes, the colors. You know, and you got Gene Kelly. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's such a weird. If you've never seen Xanadu, that's a must watch. It's one of those movies, as I often wonder, like with variety shows from the 70s, like the Brady variety hour how much cocaine was going on behind the scenes <laughs> a lot just a lot yeah. um, oh my god well oh john waters was a good one i bet that was amazing too it was really cool he was very nice which was weird but that's oh what gosh. i've heard about him that yeah, he is very he nice. very nice he was I've very had a couple friends that have met him down to earth yeah and very he was very open uh-huh. so i always appreciate that that's nice okay uh who else anybody that we I'm putting you on this. I'm putting you you on this are, spot. and I'm trying to think. Uh, Chelsea Handler. Okay. She was awesome. She was very sassy. And I know you had mentioned, because we've been going back and forth on Instagram. Tim and I send each other direct messages constantly. Yes. And it's usually, lately, it's been the song of the summer, which is Padam. 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 Kylie Minogue, I guess you weren't able to. You no, weren't able to. But I actually did interview her years ago. Okay. Yes, you're right. Okay. Uh, which I think that is the song of the summer. Oh, don't you agree? I totally agree. Like, I don't think anything else is going to take it's over this number summer. one song in the world. So 2023 is uh, Kylie Minogue's year. For Thank sure. you, Kylie, for coming back How again. How old is she now? Do you she's know? 55. She looks so, great. So she's like 30 years older than me. Uh-huh. Mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I interviewed... <laughs> I'm 12 at heart at all times. <laughs> That's why we I don't it. know. Math is hard. I don't think that math pans out. Uh, Stevie Nicks. Oh, wow. That was a good one. I bet that was amazing. It was really So were they amazing. all done here in San Diego? Or? Yeah, I mean, I do them basically over the phone. Okay. Usually, so not in person. Okay, have you I done do, any in person? or? Uh, I did. I did one. I wrote for this English website called Digital Spy. Okay. I interviewed Tim Allen. Okay. For Toy Story 3. Oh, wow. Okay. And now there's been 15 since. Oh, wait. Only one other one. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I interviewed Wallace Shawn, who's the voice of the T-Rex. Okay. And then Estelle... Estelle Park. Estelle Harris. Okay. Who was Mrs. Potato Head. Okay. And I hit it off with her really well because my pop culture mind remembered she played a hooker on Night Court named Easy Mary. <laughs> You remember that. I told, and she's like, nobody ever remembers that. Oh my and goodness. she. So think, you hit it off with her. I did while Sean was not having it. I'm like, oh, you're in The Princess Bride. Fun fact, I don't like that movie. You don't? I don't. How? Because. That's like one of my top five. Well, good on you, as the kids <laughs> say. I'm not a, I've tried in different parts I of my love life that movie. to watch it, and I can never get through it. Really? Send your hate mail to Bad Match, <laughs> courtesy of Tanya. You know what? It's great to have differing opinions. It and it, that's the thing about pop culture in general. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of things that you may not like that someone else loves. Exactly. And and it just, you know, that's that's our opinion. And right. it's, it's really just opinion. That's and like, it's not right or wrong. It's like Grease. Yeah. One time I was watching it and Jeffrey was at home and then he came home and I felt like I was watching porn. I got caught watching porn. <laughs> I'm not watching Grease. <laughs> 
Oh, which is like, you know, the all time, you know, that's John like... Travolta at his prime, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. Also, the boy in the plastic bubble, he was wearing those short shorts. Oh, they're pretty you know, good. Pretty good. Yeah. Like, is there something that you have gravitated to? You said, said comic books. Mm-hmm. Any, like, particular thing that you if you're out and about and you see it you're like i absolutely have to have that because it's like it's your thing batman batman i love me some batman as i call him yes and he and tim even, has a batman tattoo i have three different three bat- different wait, batman four different batman and i have so which is your favorite batman 1966 adam west there all you day. go there all you go day. that got me into batman yeah and it's i love the big bang theory mm-hmm. and he was on the big bang theory have you seen that episode i have not it's actually quite good yeah and um they have a whole conversation around yeah you know batman and you there's know, a good he, he makes the point that he didn't need a special suit to show his muscles he did not he was he was a physically very fit man Here's a fun fact. Okay, fun and, fact. Because I really like fun facts. Fun fact. They had to strap Robin's appendage down, Burt Ward, because it was very large. Oh. You're welcome, America. <laughs> and how did you learn that? I read his book. Oh, wow. Okay. My Life in Tights by Burt Ward. Oh, really? Oh, it was I love called all... My Life in Tights? It really was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I read all those, well, I guess, kind of celebrity biographies. And you love to interest. read. I do love to I read. I think reading is really good. It's fundamental. And it really helps you sort of transport yourself into another world. It does. The only thing that is a bad offshoot, maybe not a bad offshoot, when I'm writing, I don't like to read. Okay, so where do you find pop culture things like do you go to comic-con i haven't been in a really long time are you avoid the crowds what is it about comic-con that you don't like are you it's just well i mean i like people watching that's always the thing it's very entertaining shuffling i don't like Uh, to shuffle 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 when I'm in like it is shuffling if you go super early right when they open it's not so bad i used to go when it wasn't as big i guess but it was still crazy yeah but i don't know i mean i would like to go again it's just not something i've done for years but you know again like thrift store kind of places do you do thrift store thrifting a lot okay i just found jeffrey that creepy five dollar doll oh there you go you love finding something i I love creepy dolls yeah creepy dolls all day yeah uh, so when we were also in Denver, there was a vintage toy store. I saw right. your pictures. Amazing. Great. But if I was the, if I was Laverne and Shirley, I would have sued whoever made that doll. Why? They looked awful. Horrible. I was all, I want it just for that value. But so of course when I went there, I found Batman stuff. Okay. So you gravitate to Batman for yeah, sure. Cause I have a, that's my collection, which I always think is weird. I'm trying to get rid of things from my childhood. But you're buying new but things. But I'm buying new but, stuff, so I just keep it in the wheelhouse of Batman, or if I find, you know, quasi-porn magazines from the 50s, okay. like the beefcake magazines. Okay. That's, just certain things that just speak to you. Yeah, yeah. Right off the I bat. don't always, you know, I'm not looking for stuff, but I always seem to find, find stuff. Find things. Yeah. Do you do a lot of uh, garage sales or not estate sales? So not so much. much. Yeah. yeah. Or I'll stop into Bad Madge because yeah. I got my Batman lunchbox, sir. You did, didn't yeah, you? Yes, did. you did. And a book that you have. And do you have your items displayed somewhere? I or do. Are they in storage? So, or where are your items? No, I have them displayed. So I have a, an office 
that's kind of a prefab okay. structure in oh. our yard. Okay. That's my office. That's your writing space? Yes. Okay. And so I have them in a display case. Oh, awesome. So you can at least enjoy them. I can look back from time to time and say, hey, you know, I still have my Mago Batman doll. What's a Mago Batman it was, doll? Mago was like the really popular doll manufacturer of superhero dolls. Oh, okay. Here's a fun story about that. Okay. There was a kid who lived next door. His name was Matt. Okay. It's an awful story. His sister dared me to take my pants down and jump up on the bed, jump up and down on the bed, and I got in trouble for it. So the next time I played with Matt, I stole his Batman doll. And I still have it to this day. Oh, well, Matt, you're... Well, it's his sister's fault. Yes. I mean, I don't blame her all this, but I was five, so that's kind of gross. Uh, What kids will do. Dare me. I'll do it. Double dog dare, and I'll steal your Batman after... Don't mess with me. So um, we really encourage people to, of course, support our um, guests. And if you would like to follow Tim, it's Cult Pop Shop yes. SD on Instagram. Yes. So we do have some pop culture in our store. You do. Um, I actually found a, a 1976 King Kong thermos recently. And I went online and I looked, and nobody's selling just the thermos, right. which I thought was interesting. A lot of people had the lunchbox, but no thermos. It would say, lunchbox, missing thermos. Well, I have a 1976 King Kong thermos. So if you're a collector yeah. and you like King Kong, we're going to be having that in the store. Well, guess who has the lunchbox? So maybe we can marry the two. I still have my lunchbox. Maybe you need the thermos. I, I'm trying to think if I had it. I think I do have it. So, okay. It's one of those things like I'll hang on to that, that lunchbox, uh-huh. because for good, bad, ugly, I loved that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, okay. You know. The Fay Ray one? Oh, well, Fay Ray, that started it. The 76 was Jessica Lang. Oh, okay. In her first movie Oh, she role. was so good. What a honey. Yes. What a honey. And, you know, the, the King Kong franchise just continues. Isn't there one with Samuel L. Jackson? Mm, Isn't he in no. that? In it was like Kong one? Island or something like that? Oh, yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Kong Skull Island. That's it. Yes. Um, you know, they've ke- definitely kept the King Kong. The Kong momentum. Kong momentum. I mean, because <laughs> in 10 years, that movie is 100 years old. Oh, the my original. God. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Crazy. And that with was the, one of those. With the airplanes. I always, that's yes. that's the vision I have of that movie where those, those fake little airplanes are right. flying around the King Kong and he's trying to bat at them. And yes. it's just, it's and so, they, they kill him. I know. So sad. He, he was misunderstood. He really was general. misunderstood. Um, so yeah, we do have pop culture in the yeah. store. I'm always looking for very special things. David brought in a Superman lunchbox. Yes. Um, so we're always looking box. for very special things. Um, we're not heavy on pop culture, right. but it is definitely a genre that we carry in the You also store. have, I think, a Charlie's Angels book that I brought in. I think we do. Yes. I You've definitely was... brought in some really good pieces in the store. And I think being highly curated is a big part of Bad Match. Yeah. And not just a bunch of junk. It's no. like things that really people are going to gravitate to. As we always use our, our motto is all things that make you smile. Exactly. So let me uh, say goodbye to our guest tonight today. So thank you, Tim, thank for you coming for... and being on our podcast. Thanks for having me. I can't believe I told that story about jumping up on the bed. <laughs> 
As we finish up our fifth episode of Vintage Picking with Bad Madge, of course, we encourage you to follow us and, uh, you know, make sure that you subscribe because we really need those uh, subscriptions or the people subscribing so our podcast will get out into the world. And, of course, share with your friends. We love that. And if you have a question or a comment, you can send me an email at badmadgepodcast at gmail.com. It's B-A-D-M-A-D-G-E podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to hit that like and comment, uh, subscribe, and we will see you again. Uh, Our next episode will uh, air on Thursday, August 24th. So thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next month. Thank you for having me. Thank you, too.